0: What is up everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on SureDog.com. My name is Sean Chi, and I am back with your top bets for the weekend in the world of mixed martial arts and there is a metric ton of mixed martial arts this weekend. We have UFC on ESPN 50, we have the Professional Fighters League return to San Antonio, yeehaw! Can't wait for that one. And we have... <laughs> I know where that came from. I win mean, one championship as well uh, with uh, their thirteenth card on Amazon Prime. Um, I have previews for both the one championship and the PFL cards here up in Sherdog, and uh, the lads with their weekly uh, UFC preview are also there as well. So if you want to get a little bit more knowledge of that, along with this betting show and all of that, feel free to consume all of that wonderful Sherdog YouTube content. They're on uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, everywhere else that you find your podcast as well. You will get them there if you prefer to listen and not look at my ugly book. Um, Let's, uh, before we get to this week, let's look at last week, but before I tell you that as well, better responsibly, please. I've been mentioning like in the middle or in the podcast recently, but I'll say it from the start to there. Today, please bet responsibly. Don't bet too much. Don't go insane. Don't be putting on loads of money on your uh, on your on your, uh, your bets if, if at all you can. So um, yeah, just uh, just take it handy. Don't bet more than you can. And if you're betting for me for the last two weeks Or if you're betting along with me You probably would have been happy If you've been betting responsibly Because the last two weeks i have been amazing Now, we were on a fantastic run before that And I think anyone who was following along uh, Over the last few months Wouldn't be too harsh in me Getting uh, a couple of bad weeks But uh, only one bet again Hit last week Not so great um, Just to recap the bets I was very, very, very unlucky with three of my bets. I would say the first one, uh, Paria wins inside the distance. Obviously, he lost, so that's not uh, a great bet. Uh, green wins by decision. I had at plus one thirty-five. What was he? Six, seven seconds away from winning by decision. So I would find that one very unlucky. Uh, James Power, I had over at uh, Cage Warriors. Now I'll, I'll go. I'll give my me a on this one. I built him up a lot last week, and I still think he's a very good prospect, but he came in there against Pajani, who's also a massive prospect, as I kind of mentioned last week, and I suppose the issues that we see with prospects were seen, and uh, he ended up losing, so that was definitely a bad call by me, I thought that minus one, four, five price was good, Um, but having said that, the next time he he fights, I think I'll probably be betting on him again, because his price probably will be good, so... That's one we might have lost a bit, a bit of money on last week, but we'll make it back the next time we fight. Uh, the one bet I did get was Kiesa Holland under around and a half. Um, I uh, honestly I was a bit lucky because I thought maybe it'd be Kiesa submission or Holland knockout. Turns out it was a Holland uh, submission, so but we'll take it. Uh, and in the other one, which is a little bit unlucky as well, I suppose the fire Blahovich wins by submission. He almost had a couple of submissions early in that fight, so we can count ourselves a little bit unlucky. So I'm not desperately unhappy with the bets I picked. If I'm being honest, I'm happy with the results though, and that's the main thing. But um, so one of four on last week, uh, no flyer overall 49 of 102. So, you know, around that 50%, just a little bit under it, obviously around the what 48% ish, 48.5. and then uh, eleven of the twenty-six overall flyers, which uh, I'm pretty uh, I'm pretty happy with. So uh, let's get to next week and look ahead to the bets So I have three bets from the UFC and I've won each. From PFL and one championship uh, And I'll start with those um, The first bit I'm going to go for is uh, Martin Hamlet In the PFL And he is plus 163 um, For his fight with uh, Impa Kasanganai Now, I've watched a lot of Martin Hamlet over um, The last few years And what I've seen from him is like a really good uh, Wrestling Um, strength game. And his ability to kind of control guys after taking them down and, you know, stop them from getting back up, or even if they do, to kind of pull them back down, has been very, very, very good. And he has only lost to very good guys uh, over the last while who've basically kind of gone all the way. Like Joshua Silvera is probably the top prospect at 205 at the moment. Maybe he's a favourite to win it this year, even we'll be seeing him this weekend. Lost to Shoeface, who ended up winning it, and lost to Corey Hendricks as well, uh, who went uh, really far. And even back, if you go back a little bit further, it was Modestus because. Kauskas in, uh, in Cage Wires, who's gone on to be in the UFC a couple of times and they, those are his only losses ever. So, it's only against very good opponents he is losing that he's beating everyone else and beating them well. Now, the question is, do we think Impaksangani is a top opponent or not a top opponent? I think, at 29 years of age, with uh, 16 fights into his career, I think that somewhat remains to be seen. Um, I think... We haven't seen a top, top fighter yet. Would it be fair to say we've seen seen a somewhat limited fighter in there at times? I I don't think that would be unfair to say, but a limited fighter isn't always a limited fighter. So, at this time in his career, where are you catching him? Um, I think that's a very interesting question. Um, You... Look at Impa Kasang and I, and you say, like, he can... I'm watching a bit of theater for him for the preview, like, uh, and I said it on the preview, Well, so sometimes we kind of... Uh, pinpoint certain fighters As certain things Even Hamlet there I kind of pinpointed him As a wrestler But he can strike as well And he can throw his strikes Down tr- through the middle And it feels like What well, right or wrong And maybe it's just me But I've kind of looked At Kasang and I As a guy who maybe Strikes more But he, he he can do it all really Like he he does fight A more well-rounded game And if you look at his uh, His record And he's 13 wins As I mentioned On the preview as well He has only two knockouts So he doesn't have That blow away One punch knockout power That we see um regularly. Now you know, it's just my look, he'll go out and he'll blast them away in the first two minutes or something, and he'll be like, Johnny, why did you do this, this? But I I just think if you were to say who out of the two of them has like something elite that constantly works for them to bring fights to their advantage, I would say it's Martin Hamlet's wrestling. Um and the next question is do you think Kisangani I has the ability to stop that wrestling for three rounds? Um, and Like My answer to that Is maybe But if you were to ask me Like what my opinion On that is I would say no I think Hamlet Is going to get the takedowns And that's the reason I'm picking him And it's as simple as that Because And, and if you're listening to this Right And forget my bet for a second But if you're listening to this And you go back And you watch your tape On the two of these And you think Do you know what John? I, I do think Kasanga and I Will stop the takedown I I would suggest in that you bet on Kazangani, because like the other price of that he isn't he's only uh, we'll talk about the price in a second but he's not a big minus number there at all so if that's your reading, it I would suggest you go with ignore my bet and and go with your bet at the same time as I said a minute ago like Hamlet has the ability to land that one big shot on the feed as well so but as I said and I said I might read here and like maybe maybe this description of this fight for me is like painting one that I think is very even and I think if you were to fairly break it down and just do a preview as I did earlier, that is fair. But here is not that. Here is me giving my opinion and giving you the bet that I think will win at the weekend. And when I see uh, that Hamlet is the underdog at plus 163, I think that is a little bit backwards. And I don't think... um, I I think that's an error. I'm actually looking here again. There's one place he's plus 195 even. And the the move... um, the move has gone in Because he started He opened a plus 195 And he's into the plus 163 in, in one place And obviously he's still A plus 195 In another place as well If you're the back That I would suggest Backing it early Because I think The smart bettors Will get in on Hamlet At that price um, I do think it's a fight That's um, You know Is it a 50-50 fight I probably think it leans 55-45 To Hamlet And he is The plus money So I would definitely Go with him um, but as I say, it's 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 one of those. I'm betting the price based on who I think will win because the price is bigger. Like I, I, if it was pure even, or if Hamlet was like maybe the marginal favorite, maybe I would avoid it. But like my call is he's going to win, and the, the the betting price is that he's the underdog, and that's the one you kind of have to go for, isn't it? You know. So first bet of the week: Martin Hamlet plus one six three over at PFL. The second bet of the week I've gone for, and this price was uh, a little bit wide as well. Now, I'll just say it as well. This, um, uh, this person, it's on the, uh, one championship card, and I got my, um, uh, I got my betting uh, prices from, uh, I think it's one of the Asian uh, bookies uh, that I usually get them from just so I can get them in because the one championship odds are always out late. So just keep an eye on these, this price, right? The prices are usually pretty spot on, but this seems a little bit white to me. Now, it might be a little bit less. And you know what? I'm still betting on a little bit less. And the price in this one is uh, Kim Jae-wong to beat John Lineker and he's plus three one three. one to win that fight now, I think that is a, a crazy price. I really do, and I, I think I think he should be favored to win um, i obviously, we all know John Nineker, and we all know what he 's been like down through the years. I just don't think John Lineker is the same fighter he once was. And I hate to say that because I'm a massive fan of John Lineker, but he's the oldest 33-year-old in the world. Like, he's had, what, 46 fights now. That Andraj fight, like, he, both of them, did he look amazing in him? I don't know. Like, if you're to look at their whole careers, absolutely. He's had a, a far superior career. And even, like, um... Um, Kim has lost three of his last four fights, but the you know, especially a couple of the guys he's lost, uh, Gasanov and Kai Tang are are fantastic fighters and bigger guys as well, you know. And he's a big, a lot bigger uh, of a guy than Lineker. But the reason I'm going for him is I just think the style matchup is a really, really, really bad one for Lineker. And I'll tell you why like, I've watched and analyzing. Uh, uh, previewed I think five maybe the last five fights of Kim he's fought enough and let me just look here and see how, how, how long how far he's uh, how many times he's fought over the last couple of years um, he's he fought four times in the last year yeah what is it just over a year yeah, yeah 18 months less, little less than 18 months so he's been very 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 active you know uh, and all of that came off the back of that big uh, Martin win knockout in September of 2021 um and as I said, he went in against Kai Tang, who's, you know, maybe one of the best fighters uh, in one championship. He went in against Gasanov, one of the best fighters in one championship. Now, did lose out to Sokosato uh, in his last fight, which uh, maybe was a little bit of a shock, but, you know, he'd been in there with some very, very good guys as well over the last few years, and had to win over the likes of Macar and, and others like that as well. But So, no, you know, no shame in losing uh, losing that one. But at the same time, I still think... The point I made is that the Styles matchup is a tough one for Lineker because you look at Kim and you look at what he's good at and you look at Lineker and what Lineker's good at. So first of all, Lineker, like we all know what Lineker is amazing at. He's amazing at pushing forward, throwing his big, massive hooks and landing that power shot inside, you know, taking a shot maybe and, you know, taking one or two to, to give one of his own. Um... But that is kind of exactly the game that Kim wants his opponents to play. Like, he's a fighter with solid jab and footwork, great head movement, and a very powerful right hand. But he's the type of guy, um, if you watch the knockout against Martin Wynn, he's the type of guy that st- um, steps into the pocket to draw you out so he can counter you. And, you know, when it's... <laughs> When it's John Linegar, you don't have to be Michelangelo or anyone to draw him out. <laughs> you know, he will draw himself out, no problem. And he will come after you. And what exactly what Kim wants is for someone to come after him. So Kim will put himself in a position where his opponent thinks he can hit him. A lot of the time he can't. And Kim kind of backs away and throws his big counters and has massive power. If you look at his knockout ratio... Uh, in thirteen wins, he has nine knockout wins, one submission, three decisions. So this guy is a finisher with big, big, big power. Um, I I think a lot of his problems and why he loses fights sometimes he he uh, and I said this a few times in the last few weeks, but he's good takedown defense only up until a point, and after that he gets taken down. And if you try to attack him with takedowns, you can take him down. But like, will John Lineker do that? I I don't necessarily think so The other point of it is When he um, is pushed a certain amount of rounds It it can be an issue for him But Lineker kind of has the same issue now At this stage of his career Fighting with extra weight on his back Um, I'm very interested to see How that plays out If it does go a a tad longer Um, It's at featherweight as well Which... You know, is John Lineker is a is a one twenty five pounder um, by by trade, but featherweight one championship. What what even is what even is featherweight one championship? Featherweight and Sherlock. So that means it's bad to win one championship. So it is like the one forty five ish, which I definitely think is a I think is a massive um, plus point for Kim as well. Look, I I think the way to beat Kim is to take him down. I don't think Lineker will take him down. I think the way Kim wins fights is if you pressure him. I think Lineker will pressure him. And I think Kim will catch him and knock him out with a big shot. And a plus three one three. It's not too away, too far away from being a flyer. Um but yeah. I, I'll just go for it straight up. Even if the price moves in, even I think honestly, even if the price moves into like plus one fifty, I'd still go for Kim. So I'm sticking by this bet no matter what the um, no matter what the price is. All right, let's move on to the OC and I will recap some of the PFL and, uh, and one championship prices at the, do you know what, I'll do the one championship ones now, because there's only three one championship fights, we've already, um, we've already talked about one, and the other two, uh, I, I maybe I'll be able to do relatively quickly, um, uh, Mark uh, Sanjau is uh, taking on uh, Argil uh, Bartakeu, um, I, I, I like um, Mark at minus minus one fifty six. there. He's fighting on Team Lakai very fast, very confident, um, a good kicker, good ground and pound, good wrestler. Um, whereas um, uh, Bartaku is, and I, I talked about it on the preview, but like he loves to wrestle as well and he loves to kind of weigh it in and push you against the cage. I, I, I spoke on it as well. I was like, I'm not really sure who I'm picking. But the price is just not big enough for me, for uh, a bet on uh, Bartaku a plus one two two. So I'm going for standing out at minus one five six. Now the heavyweight fight uh, Buchecha against Umar Khan, um, this is surprisingly big, um, and it's Buchecha out to um, uh, minus seven one two, and uh, Rogrog is around uh around the plus 350 mark if i'm uh, if i'm not mistaken again as i said those prices we will have to uh we will have to check them as they go um i like i look at this and i i have to bet the underdog in this i i think it's a closer fight like who do i think will win i do think buchecha will win but if buchecha is minus 700 or more I, I'm I can't go for that. Like I I do think Buchecha will probably catch him in submission, but Rugrug Rug has improved his striking and all of that over the last while. Um so I mean in, I'm interested. Let me know in the comment section below who are you picking in this at this price. Now who are not, not I don't know who you're picking in the fight. Who are you picking at the price? Who are you betting on? Either comment Rugrug Rug or Comment Puchecha. Let me know in the comment section below. So yeah, those are the three big men fights on uh, on one championship right let's move to bet number three and that is the main event of the UFC and it's Corey Sanhagen and Rob Font and the bet I'm going for in this one is it's kind of an odd one right so it's plus 135 and it's the fight either ends in the final round or goes to a decision um which I was kind of surprised at this price uh, on that one to be honest um uh, looking at the bet nods, I I think they uh they fancy this one to um um sorry, sorry it's minus one three five minus one three five not plus one three five. They they do fancy are are like the prevailing wisdom is like we're not sure if it'll go to a decision or or not. Uh, and the fight to go to a decision is minus one, one zero, and the fight not to go to decision is minus 120 so it's just about the favorite to fight um not to go to a uh, uh, decision um so my thinking here right is, and when i analyze this fight i think it's one that's going to be a bit of a barn burner but like a prolonged one if you get me, and, and Baron Burner is definitely the wrong word I'm using there, but, like, I think they're going to take pieces off each other as this fight goes, and, like, once it in the round, enters round four, enters round five, I think someone might slip towards the very end. Like, if you're if you're asking me my preview for this fight or my, my prediction for this fight, I would probably go Sandhagen by decision, right? Um... But I like this price. And like Sandhagen, let me just check there very quickly again. Sandhagen, uh, by decision, is a price of uh, plus 175, right? So I, I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a little bit closer than maybe the betting prices. The, the, the money line betting price is minus 330 for Sandhagen, plus 250. I think that might be a little bit off. So I am, as I said, I, I'm giving myself a few chances there. The fight to go to the decision, and this is either guy can win now the fight to go to a decision or to end in round 5 at minus 135 I just I really like that price it's a bit of an odd bet and maybe you won't be able to get it everywhere but that's the sort of thing I'm, I'm kind of thinking of I think it'll either end late or go to a decision um, I, I think I think f- like Font is a very good fighter people seem to forget it sometimes and he's a very good technical fighter and I think that is a good thing to be against someone like Corey Sandhagen who can fight technically but is a bit maybe uh, well, I was going to say wild is definitely not the word um, but you know varied 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 is the word a guy who's very does different things but like odd things that like a normal straight up one two merchant wouldn't do right when you are that straight-up 1-2 merchant, which is a compliment, now don't take anything away I've just said Rob Font is a very good fighter, a very good technical fighter is sometimes the elixir that the mad lad <laughs> doesn't want. Um, and I feel like it's going to be one of those fights where Sandhagen is going to have success early, but then Font is kind of going to bring it back, and then Sandhagen's going to have to find ways to get through to win the decision, and that's what I think he will do. But I do think it'll go along, could be one of those ones, as I said. Someone breaks someone down late. You know, I, my opinion would be Santigón. If one of them does, or the fight goes to the decision. So there you go. That is my bet for the week. The fight either ends in the final round or goes to the decision at minus one three five. Right. Uh, the next bet here bet number four. Um, I, I looked at a few bets for this one. To be honest, um, there was a bet up there and it disappeared in front of me. <laughs> after I picked them I couldn't find it again and it was it's the jacoby uh, Kennedy and Juku fight i i think someone's getting knocked out in this fight right so i was looking at the bet for a knockout for either man now i, I it wasn't a massive price but what what i've gone for instead is the fight doesn't go to a decision. So the fight finishes inside the distance and that is minus one ten. And you know what? I think that's my bet of the week. I really love that bet. Um the straight up money line on that is plus one twenty for um Jacobi, minus one fifty for Inchuku. I was back and forth. I was gonna pick Jacobi best and like I think it's a fifty fifty fight. Um but I really like that uh, it's, uh the fight doesn't go to a decision, obviously finishes inside the distance at minus 110, I really love it, I love that bet, um, if you like, if you look at both of them, the problem for both of these lads is, a lot of the time people want to come in and, you know, either grapple with them or stay away from them or whatever it might be, and they want to do the opposite, like Jacoby has 11 knockouts and he's 17 wins. Kennedy and Juku 8 in his, uh, eight in his 12, and then he's a submission thrown in there as well, as does Jacoby. Um, of the three losses for Kennedy, only one has been by decision. Um, three of the seven losses for Jacoby have been um, inside the distance. So, you know, there is scope on both sides for a finish or two be finished. And that's what I think it'll be like. Sometimes the analysis of a fight, when you're looking at it, you're better off to bet both sides of the analysis, in my opinion. Like, my analysis here, right, is the same with every Kennedy and Juku fight he goes in there at the very start and he tries to fight a more technical game maybe. And like a guy against a guy, say like a Devin Clark or an Ian Coutilaba who come out hard and uh, try to be the more technical fighter at the time, maybe not necessarily, maybe more Carl Robinson, even that. Um, and they're winning early and winning early and next thing it's turned around and he gets the big finish. Like in, in all of those last three fights. Um, I think if... Uh, Dustin Jacoby does that to him early. He has a very good chance of getting a finish. You know, he knocked out Daun Jung in the first round, knocked out Darren Stewart in the first round, knocked out Justin Leday uh, in the first round over the last what two and a half, three years. Um, so, and like in fairness, now his last two losses have been uh, ha- have been by decision uh, in the last uh, in the last couple of years. So that is. Uh, down to maybe who he was fighting to at the same time. I think if Jackie B gets into a lead early and he doesn't finish him now, I think, it, I think he is, and I'll say it again, I think he has a good chance of finishing him if he does start to get the upper hand early because he has such power. And as I said, it's very, <laughs> uh, it's not very often that people want to strike with him and Kennedy will, um, I, I think that will either then result in Kennedy taking too many chances and getting knocked out or Kennedy coming back like he obviously and getting the knockout. Like And I f- I, I now again here, famous last words, but I find this very hard to, go to, this, to, to see this go into a decision. Very, very, very hard. Like, I think the afterburners will be put on in the third round. We know at 2.05 as well, you know, they're carrying an extra little bit of weight. You know, heavyweights, heavy <laughs> the only uh, one that uh, uh, that doesn't have that uh, as much. And um, I think it'll matter. I think someone's get knocked out. And uh, that's the bet I'm going for. Plus, sorry, minus 110. The fight doesn't go does to decision. Right. Last bet of the week for... The flyer, I have got and I love this price, love it. Tatiana Suarez wins by TKO KO over um, uh, Jessica Andrade at plus 540. Now, I think this is fantastic, because like, TKO KO, that means she can take her down and ground and under her, right? And we have seen in the past that... Uh, <laughs> we've seen in the past that Suarez can pick people up take them down and destroy them on the ground right now Jessica Andrade she isn't the sort of fighter you would say has like this massive uh, inability like anywhere but she's lost 11 times and 8 of them have been inside this distance. now 5 of them knockouts as well I know 3 of them submissions as well and look Tatiana Suarez has only 2 knockout wins in her 9 fights and 4 submissions but I and here is the rule right I always look at it and I've looked at I've been talking about this for a good few years now. You look at the level of fighters where she's got the submissions, right? Um, and now, this is... You'll have to bear with me for a second, right? Montella De La Rosa, who's an, a good fighter, an okay fighter, but still. Alexa Grasso in 2018, not this Alexa Grasso, right? Uh, Amanda Brundage, you know, not a great fighter. And the second fighter for her career as well where she got it. She's not submitting top-class fighters, right? She's She hasn't... She's never done it, Right. Please bear with me. I'm not saying Alexa Grasso is not a top-class fighter. Back then, was Alexa Grasso a top-class fighter? I don't think anyone could really argue that she was, you know, that amazing of a, a top-class fighter. Back then, a very good fighter, but compared to uh, to Suarez that. Right, so there we go. Like, Jessica Andrade, absolutely a top-class fighter. Now, may, maybe she's on the, the downward spiral of her career a little bit, possibly. We'll see. But... My point, okay, what's the point you're making here, Sean? You're making, you picked her to win by knockout, and you're saying, oh, she's not going to get to a minute. I think a lot of people would think, right, this fight is going to be Tatiana Suarez using her amazing wrestling and taking Andrade down and maybe getting a finish, right? So if we are, and this is a flyer, right? So when you're making the flyer bet, you have to make a few assumptions. Let's take that assumption as, as what's going to happen. Is she really going to submit Jessica Andrade? No, she might. She absolutely might, right? But I think Andrade is the sort of fighter who tries to power her way out of things. And she is the type of fighter who will, like, give up her back and give up the mount and turn around rather than being submitted. And, like, she will get ground upon. There's been a few fights recently when, you know, where the referee goes, improve your position. She's the type of one that will improve her position into a position where she's getting battered with shots. That's the way I think this fight will end. Like, I think she will probably end up mounting her and, you know, it'll be one of those high mounts. She'll try to shook her off and it'll be her flattening out and getting that uh, finish. Now, the, the reason I'm going for knockout is this is the flyer, right? Would I pick a submission before that? Do you know what? I might. I might pick a submission because I think she might get a submission. But if you are to ask me, Toss of a Coin, the same price, which I think it'll be, I th- I do think it will be um, I do. I don't think it'll be the TKO. I really do. Um, sorry to get. our sorry. Yeah, sorry to get the submissions only plus one hundred. So you are switching from plus one hundred to plus five forty for you know maybe someone turning over and giving their back, and you know they, they they take the the choke, or someone goes over, turns their back, and they they ground upon them out from plus one hundred to plus five forty. Come on, come on, come on now. Who's who's betting on that? Who's betting that plus 100 when you can bet plus 540? We're all betting on that this weekend. (laughs) Please bet responsibly. Uh, But yeah, that's definitely definitely my flyer for the week. So yeah, there you go. Right. Uh, Let's have a quick look through the rest of the betting packages for the weekend. Um, The PFL... Uh, Prices first of all Bubba Jenkins, Jesus Pinedo Minus 350 I've talked about this obviously on the uh, the Preview show as well and everyone knows That um, uh, Everyone knows that This Bubba Jenkins Pinedo fight Is one that I've been like I've been humming on a little bit on it To be honest Um, I'm not 100% sure if I If I know what way It's going to go um, but at the same time, am I confident enough? Uh, in uh, in going far, Pinedo at that price of plus two forty, probably not, probably not. So like, he did knock out Brennan Lockdown, who beat Bubba Jenkins last year. We'll see on that one. I probably still lean Jenkins, but I I think I'm avoiding that because I do respect Pinedo. I think he's very good. I like Silvera at minus 450. I do think he'll win that. Uh, Chris Wade, I had him in as one of my bets. I took him out. I'm just not sure the short notice might be an issue, but I do think he will win that fight. He's plus 100 in a couple of places here, so keep an eye on that. Uh, We spoke about Kasanga and Hamlet. I love this Espinosa-Keone-Diggs fight. Now, the price in this has changed. Uh, Espinosa opened at plus 130, and now he's in... Sorry, uh, he did not. Let me look at that again. He opened at minus uh, 163, and now he's into minus 150. Actually, he opened a minus one seven five in one place, And he's into to minus one. So sure he's into minus one fifty in another place as well. Um, and I can understand why. Like looking at Espinoza, he's a talented guy, there's no doubt about it. But Diggs is a very good fighter as well. Um I do like Espinosa and that, and the, but that's the sort of one I'll be waiting until the, the day fight the to, fight to back because I do think that price will continue to come in. Um, and other than that, those are kind of the big prices. One fight I like as well, I did pick Chuck Campbell on the preview show uh, at plus 163. The further the week goes, I don't know. I do like Belly Elecana. Uh, he's a good fighter. Minus 225, though. I think that price is a little off. I do think it's a little off, but again... I think if the price on Chuck Campbell rises, I think that'd be a good bet. I'm no—I don't know if I'm ready to pull the trigger at plus one six three. It's—it's it's, look, it's an even fight. I'm not sure. Do, look, I know Chuck Campbell a little bit better as a fighter. I've watched him in cage wars a few times and stuff, and i, I believe in his ability. But you look at Billy Elizkana; he's just such a uh, an athletic monster. <laughs> Those sort of fighters, I don't like picking against, to be honest. Um, so we'll see on that. Right, let's run through the UFC uh, Billy Q against Damon Jackson I- Interestingly, Billy Q is the favourite minus uh 188 plus 150 Again, another f- pick him enough fight You know, Damon Jackson he, 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 Sometimes, you know, he's the, the kind of the phoenix in him at times um, and, But Billy Q, I think he has a lot of ability It's just like producing at times maybe he's is his issue So probably another fight I would avoid um, Harrison Wells. Wells is the favourite at minus uh, 138. I uh, like Jake Hadley at minus 200. Now, again, this is another price that has changed. Uh, opened up around minus 175. Uh, And he's all the way out to minus 200 now. And I'm not surprised by that. When I saw him at minus 175, I'd have written down as one of my bets. Uh, But we're a day and a half after that now and the price has changed. And I just... A little bit too saucy for my money, I think, there. Um... A few of the other fights in the, uh, as I said, the main event. Just a straight up money line price on that is minus three thirty for Corey Sandhagen, plus two fifty for Rob Font. Uh, a couple of the over unders there. Look at the over two and a half rounds as minus two hundred, plus one fifty for the under. Um, I like I like the over three and a half rounds. To be honest, at minus. Um, Uh, minus 150 that was another one of the bets i was looking at but yeah i've gone for kind of the um you know the the double-sided one there uh andrage and suarez plus 280 for andrage minus 360 for suarez Uh, i see in one bookmaker here minus 425 she opened at 450 um so she's that's interesting that's interesting that she's coming in like that i think this is a sort of the fight. You look and see, okay, like Suarez, she's been out for a long time. You know, all the injuries and all that, maybe they'll add up. And Andrade has the the scope to be a top-level fighter when she needs to be. So I understand it, but I I don't necessarily agree with it. I don't think. Uh, Jacoby and Chukwe plus 120 for Jacoby and Chukwe is minus 150. Um, mm, interesting, interesting. Uh, I like Gavin Tucker the underdog at minus uh one, or sorry plus 140 and uh I like Tanner Bowser as well he is the favorite minus at minus 150 over Lexi Camor I would be going for him in that but against Klein Klein is one of those ones I like I like that fight to go to decision let's see what that is go to decision minus 120 uh that's what I think in in that fight there but Bahamundes is the favorite and Phillips and Barsolas I have a kind of a soft spot for Barsolas to be honest um what about Barcelos to get the uh, to get the knockout plus six hundred Phillips is plus two seven five. Uh, they they fancy that fight to uh, go to the decision. It's minus one forty three plus one ten inside the distance. Um, I would probably back the decision unless you're back in the Barcelos knockout. But I would probably go for the Barcelos knockout for a, a bit of uh, a bit of crack. Sure, why not. Here's one price. I don't like giving it, but we we give it anyway. Look, Jake Paul, Nathan Diaz. He is an MMA fighter. You know, I like to stick to MMA here. But Nate Diaz plus 300. I'm actually looking at the the uh, the UK price. I suppose you call him here. He's three to one, uh, four to one on is Jake Paul to draw at uh, 12 to one. Uh, if you fancy Nathan Diaz to get the uh, knockout, he's uh, 11 to two. Uh the decision fifteen to two. If you fancy Jake Paul to get the finish, he's four to six, three to one to get the decision. So there you go with that one as well. I'm gonna pick. uh I'm gonna pick Jake Paul decision at plus three hundred there for that one. As much as I hate it, and as much as I, uh, I don't know why no one asked me to talk about. It. I, I feel like I feel like I'm sounding like someone asked me to talk about it. I just decided, Asher, ah, sure, why not? I'll talk about it a little bit. So that's as much coverage of that for you as you get from me. But uh, yeah, um. Looking forward to all the mixed martial arts this weekend And I might even watch the old, uh The white collar box in a little bit as well But we will leave it there My name is Sean Sheehan for Shardog.com And I'll see you all next time